all the latest updates on your local and regional sports. This is Sports Talk on 92 WICB Ithaca. Welcome everybody to episode number nine of Sports Talk on WICB for the fall 2021 semester. I'm your host, Kyle DeSantis. Tonight, we begin to look towards the basketball hardwood at Hill Center on the South Hill for both the men's and women's basketball teams, which have begun practicing for their seasons, which begin in just a few short weeks. This episode will be featuring interviews with the head coaches of both squads and new IC men's basketball coach, Walid Farid, and women's basketball head coach, Dan Raymond. Our own Evan Glotzer got to sit down to talk with Walid Farid about the factors that led him to Ithaca and learning from previous men's head coach, Jim Mullins, and the overall transition to the South Hill. Evan, take it away. I'm really excited to be joined by the new head coach of Ithaca College Men's Basketball, Walid Farid. Coach, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. You got it, Evan. Any, any, anytime. Glad, glad to be able to uh, spend some time with you. So as I just mentioned, this is your first year at Ithaca. So what about the job appealed to you and ultimately led you to South Hill? Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot of things appealed, appealed to me about the job. Um, obviously, there's, there's a, uh, a rich tradition and, and history and success and winning in, in all of Ithaca athletics and men's basketball. So that was you know, obviously one of the main things. Um, I think Ithaca is a great place in terms of you know, it's, the town itself. It's a great college town. Uh, it's a place that, you know, for, that would have been great for me and my family to, uh, to move to. Uh, and I think, you know, what Ithaca does, you know, for its students, its student athletes, the academics, the experience as a student here, um, you know, the more I learned about it, the better. And, and I was really excited about that. So kind of, kind of all of those things put together really made the job super attractive to me. I was lucky enough to, uh, to be afforded the opportunity to become the head coach, and, and I'm excited to be here. So, yeah, so the guy you're taking over for, Jim Mullins, is the winningest coach in school history. So uh, have you spoken to Coach Mullins at all? And uh, is there anything you're willing to share about those interactions if you had them? Yeah, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've known Coach Mullins from before. You know, he actually, uh, when I was a player, he, he coached against me. And then, you know, my time at Stevens um, and at Hartwick, I coached against him. So I, have, I had a prior relationship with him. I was able to spend some time with him after I got the job on a few, a few different occasions and, you know, able to just pick his brain on some things, you know, some stuff just related to just, you know, living in Ithaca, things like that. And then a couple other things related to, you know, how he was doing things, how things are run, just, just trying to understand the lay of the land here at Ithaca and, and kind of pick his brain on, you know, what he found to be successful and, you know, things to do, things not to do, that kind of stuff. So do you view co- taking over for Coach, M- Coach Mullins, is that, is that, do you view that as your biggest personal challenge? And if it isn't, what is? No, I, I, don't, I don't view that as a challenge. You know, I, I'm not coming here to replace Coach Mullins or to be the next Coach Mullins or anything like that. So, you know, to me, I'm, I'm coming here to be, be myself, to be Waleed Fareed and, and take this program in the direction that, that I want to take it and, and help it continue to be successful. Um, but doing it the way I know how to do it. Um, you know, I think for, for me, the, the biggest challenge, um, you know, and I think it's, it's a challenge that a lot of first year head coaches deal with with new programs is, is kind of finding that balance between, um, you know, expectations and, you know, working through the process of things, right? So like, this is, this is a program that, um, you know, has had success, you know, as recently as two years ago, the last time they played and, and um, 
there's a lot of expectation that comes with being the the Liberty League conference champions from two years ago. And we have we have a good program. We got good teams. We got a bunch of good, good players who are returning. So there are high expectations that go with that. But I am coming in. It's my first year with the guys. I want to be able to make sure that we're doing things the right way on a daily basis, building the right daily habits, building our culture and our um, you know, our, our environment to be successful on a daily basis. So trying to balance the expectations while also making sure we're not skipping steps and building our culture, our kind of, I think is, is probably going to be our biggest challenge or my biggest challenge. So you mentioned, you just mentioned players and former relations with players. So one of the first big moves you made was naming the four captains for this season, Skylar Sinan, Liam Spellman, Zach Warrick, and George Sikoriak. So what made those four stand out as deserving of the role of captain? I think from, from day one, um, you know, that I've been here, they've been great. They've been, they've been super engaged in, in trying to help me in my, in my transition and, and kind of, you know, show me how things are done, talk to me how things have been done, talk about things that, you know, their, their vision for the program. Um, and it's also the stuff they've done before I got here. You know, uh, those guys were actually voted as captains by the team. Now, I, I didn't name them captains. It, it's, it's the things they've done since they're, you know, in their full, in their full time here that has made them, you know, has, has afforded them the opportunity to be named captain by their teammates. You know, the way they represent themselves on the court, off the court, how well they do in the classroom, how much they care for their teammates, uh, how much work they put in, um, and everything that they do. That they've they've been the 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 great example for all of our guys on our team, and, and it's only right that they got to be named um, captain for this year. So you guys just started practicing uh, a couple of weeks ago. So what have those practices been like thus far? And uh, have there been any points of emphasis that you're really focusing on? The practices have been great. You know, we, we've got, uh, you know, we started on the 15th. Um, so we've got, you know, a little over a week of practicing. Um, to be honest, it, it's, there are times when it's been a little chaotic, but it's been expected for, just because we're all trying to learn each other. You know, they're trying to learn me, but I'm also trying to learn them. It's, it's my first time coaching these guys, right? And I don't really have a lot to go off of before coming into practice because they didn't play last year. So, you know, we've got some guys who I'm trying to still figure out and learn their games and their tendencies and their personalities and all that kind of thing. So first few practices of the year, really just been feeling each other out. Uh, I've been trying to really, you know, not really worry about too much structure and things. I just want to see them play, to be honest. I want to watch them play. I want to see how they work, how they think. Um, and then from there, we've kind of been trying to, to, to put in some of our philosophies and, and things like that. And um, it's been good. The guys have really been given a lot of effort. Um, they've been playing really hard, playing through mistakes, which is something I've really been pushing towards the guys is don't worry about messing stuff up. Um, you know, just, just keep giving me great effort, great energy, great attitudes. And that's what they've been doing from, from the first practice to, you know, to, to the, the most recent practice. And um, even when they've been tired, you know, they fought through, they've competed. We try to make everything on our, in our practice as competitive as possible, uh, just, just to get the guys, you know, understanding the importance of winning and losing. And, and they've really accepted that and bought into that. So that, that's, that's been the best thing is watching the guys compete and how hard they compete in every, every drill that we have. Yeah, I really liked a couple of things you mentioned there, especially about the fact that it's been, it has been a while since these guys have last played. And one of the unique things about your background is you're a certified strength conditioning coach, personal trainer, nutritionist. So given that it has been such a long time since these guys have last played, how much are you going to be leaning on that level of experience and expertise in those areas to help get your guys through as they're trying to shake off the rust? 
Yeah, no, that, that stuff is extremely important. It's something I, I really do put a great emphasis on. Um, our guys, you know, luckily they're, 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 we have a good group of guys who put in a lot of work on their own in the, in the preseason before we even started on the 15th. So they've been getting in and getting workouts in, things like that, trying to get themselves back into some kind of shape. Um, and then we, we've been actually been hitting the weight room pretty hard um, since we started. We're, we're pretty much in there every day. Just trying to get our guys' bodies back to – understanding the day-to-day grind of a, of a basketball season. Um, you know, our goal, and I'm not trying to push the guys too hard. I know it's been a while since they've played at this, this level for this long. Um, so we're not, my goal is not for them to be in game shape right now, or even by the first game, to be honest, you know, we want to, we want to progress this thing in a, in a smart, healthy way. Um, so that by the time we do get through the year, we're, we're actually functioning at our best. Um, when our best is needed, right? At the end of the year, we want our, our bodies to feel the best, to be peaking physically and, and mentally, um, and, and in addition to what we're doing on the court. So we really do take that into account a ton in our planning with practices and workouts and that kind of stuff. I try to be very mindful of how much stress we're putting on our guys' bodies and try to limit and, and understand it and also talk to them about the things they can be doing on their own uh, to make sure they're recovering well and being rested and listening to their bodies as well. You know, we have very open conversations with our guys in terms of, you know, how do you feel? You know, you know, let me know. We talk about throughout practice, talk about before practice, after practice. So we try to have an open, open conversation about that stuff so that, you know, we're all on the same page as we continue to plan each day. You did mention that game against Alfred coming. It's coming up. It's November 12th. So you did mention that you're not looking for them to be 100%, not looking for them to, you know, be 100% back to where they were a couple of years ago. But I'm just curious, what are your emotions like? What are you expecting for that first game? And then what do you think this team is capable of for the whole season? So for that first game, I, I, like similar to what we've been talking about with our first few weeks of practice, I, I just want to go out there and compete. You know, I want our guys to have great energy and great effort, right? Just, you know, play through mistakes, play through the nerves, right? Again, for some of these guys, it's have been a long time since they played in a college basketball game. Some of these other guys, this is their first college basketball game and they've been in college for almost two years. You know, so it's like, just, you know, I want them to enjoy it also. I want them to understand that basketball is fun. I want them to be so happy and excited that we get to play the game of basketball again after, after everything they've gone through and everything we've all gone through these last however many months. So, um, you know, my, my goals for that first day, for that first weekend is let's get out, let's play, let's have fun, let's compete. We'll see what happens after that. We may not be sharp, as, as sharp as we need to be, but um, playing hard and, and competing and having the right attitude might be enough to still get us some wins. Um, and if we don't get a win, we'll, we'll figure out what, what we need to do better. Um, our expectations for the year are very similar, to be honest. We want, we want to be, we want to continue to get better throughout the season, right? And we want to put ourselves in position to be able to compete for a conference title at the end of the year. You know, it may not be, it may not be a linear progression as we go through the season, might have some ups and downs and some, some rocky spots, but the goal is by the end of the year to be firing and all cylinders so that when it's, when it's conference tournament time, we're putting ourselves in position to compete for that, for that, that championship again. Um, you know, and, and as long as we do that, we focus on the daily habits, you know, I, I think we'll be okay. Coach, last thing before I let you go, you kind of been alluding to it 
subtly at, throughout the interview, but you're still new to the school. You're still new to a lot of people. So I just wanted to give you the floor to explain what fans can expect from a Waleed Fareed coach basketball team. You know, uh, the one thing they need to expect is, is the program's not about me. Um, so, you know, come to the games, come to the practices, come to whatever, watch the guys, you know, but, you know, my teams, we're going to pride ourselves on, on how hard we play um, day in, day out. And for us, it's not even just always about the games, you know, the practices, the workouts, everything. Our guys are going to compete hard. They're going to be great teammates. They're, they're going to care about the success of the program. They're going to play together. Um, they're going to have growth mindset. They're always going to try to figure out how to get better um, at everything they do. I am the same way. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be figuring out how I can become a better coach on a daily basis. Um, you know, we're going to have fun doing it. Uh, you know, we're going to try to make our practices as enjoyable as possible. Our games are going to be fun to watch. We're going to play a fun brand of basketball where, you know, it might, might be a little crazy for me, but people who are watching <laughs> the games might enjoy it a little bit, um, which, which, which we care about, um, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty much it. You know, it, you know, a, a team that's going to be prepared for every game is going to compete in every game is going to give their all uh, and take pride in it and take pride in the fact that we represent more than just, ourselves right we represent every everyone at the university and every everyone who's ever stepped foot um and and played as a uh Ithaca men's basketball player in the past right that that's kind of like the ownership we take in our program um we 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 value family and for us uh, that's something we talk about all the time is family and we want to make sure that when every time we step foot on the court um we're showing the best version of ourselves and we're representing everyone else the right way Coach Waleed Farid, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and best of luck on your first season here at Ithaca. You got it. Thanks a lot. For WICB Sports and the Bombers Radio Network, I'm Evan Glotzer. Thanks, Evan. Like Coach Farid said, there were a multitude of factors that led to him choosing IC, including the athletics history and how students get involved. Ithaca men's basketball opens their season on the road against the Alfred University Saxons on November 12th at 7 p.m. Ithaca Bombers football was looking to move to 8-0 on the year as they faced off with the RPI Engineers. They fell 14-11 after an Ithaca game-tying field goal sailed wide left. The Bombers coming into this season hadn't defeated RPI since 2001, and for now, that streak will continue. Ithaca's offense was stagnant throughout the game but showed life in the fourth quarter, with Dante Garcia getting into the end zone. However, it was a pass to Billy Tedeschi that jump-started the drive. Here's that play. Takes the snap, three-step drop, now rolling to his right, trying to buy time. Throws it up into the air towards Billy Tedeschi. Down the field, is it caught? It is at the 20-yard line by Billy Tedeschi. He was double-covered. Wingfield threw it up on the right side, and Tedeschi somehow came down with it. WICB sideline reporter Jaden Becker caught up with Ithaca football head coach Dan Swanstrom after the game. Here with Coach Swanstrom here at RPI. After a tough loss score of 14 to 11, Coach, immediate thoughts after the game? Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, just need to make a few more plays to win the game, you know, and uh, that's basically what it comes down to, figure out why why we lost. You know, it's hard for me to, to know right now, but um, I'll figure it out. Last final drive, final thoughts are going on it for a field goal there on that final drive there. Uh, any thoughts there going for, or for a touchdown possibly? Yeah, you know, Nick, Nick's really good. And I have all the confidence in the world in him. And uh, my heart breaks for him that he has to handle the emotions of uh, that, you know that. Tough loss, but what was the best part to come out today? Um, we competed. Uh, we were resilient. We were tough, and we fought to the bitter end.
Still a long way to go here in the Liberty League. Still got one more game to go in Liberty League play against Union next week. Any thoughts moving forward now coming off of your first loss of the season? Yeah, I mean, like the wins, you know, uh, um, got 24 hours to digest this thing. And um, we'll, uh, we got to put this behind us um, tomorrow at 3 o'clock and we got to move forward and um, get ready to compete next week. And then the, the process and the program doesn't change. The results today weren't what we wanted, but um, that's part of it. To think you're never going to lose is – as um, a pipe dream. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. A reminder, you can catch every Ithaca College football game here on 91.7 WICB. Their next contest is next Saturday, November 12th at 1 p.m. at home against the Union College Dutchmen. The last time the Dutchmen came to Butterfield Stadium, they defeated the Bombers 31-21 for Ithaca's first loss in 2019. Prior to 2019, Ithaca had won nine straight against Union dating back to 2010. Now, let's look at the past week in Cornell Athletics. Big Red Football lost to Princeton 34-16 to move to 1-6 on the season and 0-4 in Ivy League play. Cornell men's ice hockey had a 3-2 come-from-behind victory in overtime over Alaska Fairbanks after senior Brendan Locke scored the game winner 40 seconds into overtime. Big Red women's ice hockey fell 4-1 to Harvard in their opening ECAC matchup on the road in Cambridge. And Cornell Volleyball lost in straight sets 3-0 to Yale University at Newman Arena in Ithaca, New York. Moving back over to the South Hill, here's how the past week has gone for teams at Ithaca College. Women's soccer took down RIT on the South Hill on Tuesday, 3-2. And yesterday they shut out the Vassar College Brewers 1-0. They are looking to make a run as a number two seed in the upcoming Liberty League championships. The men's soccer team tied RIT with a... 0-0 score on the road this past Wednesday. And yesterday on the road against Vassar College, they also shut out the Brewers 1-0. They, like the women's team, will also have the number two seed in the upcoming Liberty League championships. We've already had a correspondent talk with the Ithaca men's basketball coach on this show. So now let's switch over to Ithaca women's basketball. Jeremy Goldstein talked with women's head coach Dan Raymond to look towards the upcoming season. Jeremy, take it away. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another interview here on WICB Sports Talk, along with my partner, Max Finkelstein. My name is Jeremy Goldstein, and today we have the pleasure of being joined by Ithaca College women's basketball team head coach, Dan Raymond. Coach Raymond, thank you for the time. You're welcome. I enjoy doing this. All right, so first question, Coach, with this being the first time in two seasons with a, a full schedule of games on your plate, you got some returning players to the team, some new faces. Just tell me, what's the atmosphere like surrounding the team right now? Um, everybody is, is like just learning each other, really. It, it's one of those things that it's just such an interesting dynamic right now. Um, because yes, you know, we have a number of returning players, veteran players, but we haven't played in two years. So, um, it's one of those things where we're still basically in the, the feeling out process, if you will, of, of learning each other's strengths and weaknesses and trying to figure out who we are and, and developing an identity. So, Coach, going off of that, one new player specifically joining the team is senior Brady Lynch. Uh, obviously, um, Brady played three seasons with the IC women's uh, soccer team. What is it like having her join the team, and kind of what are the, some of the things you look that she's going to add to your team? Well, again, it's it's interesting that that a senior is really a first year, you know, with our program. So um, she's been great. Um, you know, she's blended really well with the players on the team as well as the coaching staff 
Um, she's done a great job of just kind of fitting in. You know, the, the thing that really Brady brings to us is just the, her size. You know, we don't have that many six foot players um, in our program. So that's one of the things that, that we're really finding that is, is kind of a, a benefit to our program. Um, and then the fact that she is someone that's new, but at the same time has experience, if you kind of get what I'm getting at here. Um, so she's not really a, like a first year um, in the sense of just coming from high school. So she has experience playing at the college level, but she's still hungry to learn, you know, about the basketball program here within our program. So going off that in terms of contributions to the team, Something that's changed from years past is the three-point line was moved back. Is that going to affect the team's style of play? I guess still look up to get up a lot of threes like you have in years past, or is anything really going to change? The only thing that really, in my mind, has changed for us is defensively. Um, we're probably going to play a little more zone than we ever have in the past, I don't know, 10 years. Um, just to kind of see how many teams are going to have players that have that range. And for us, it hasn't seemed to make that much difference in our practices. I think our players did a really good job of adjusting to it in preseason. Um, and we have a number of players that have range and, and, you know, moving back that extra almost two feet really hasn't made a significant difference. Is that increase in zone defense a result of the rule change or is it just the makeup of the, your roster you have? A little of both. Um, I think what really prompted my even considering it was the summer when I was out on the road recruiting and I was talking with um, Catherine Bixby, who is the head coach at Johns Hopkins and, you know, one of our alums and an All-American. And that's something that she brought up to me. You know, we had a conversation about, you know, with that additional um, space, um, that's something that she was going to consider. And, and uh, through our conversation, I thought, well, maybe that would be something we would actually look at as well. Thanks, Coach. So we talked about the three-point rule kind of changing. Another rule that's changed is the NCAA eligibility rule. Because of the pandemic, um, grad students are able to play. So what is it like having some of your grad students back, like Megan Yaman and Grace Cannon? And kind of how does our leadership help some of the younger players who didn't have that traditional welcome? Because you do have sophomores on the team that, that haven't really played uh, at the collegiate level. As I mentioned previously, the, the whole dynamic of the team is, is something that we're getting adjusted to. Um, it's just been outstanding to have Megan and Grace and Kelly back, you know. Um, so it's, it's been a, a, a great thing for us. Um, but kind of figuring out how to blend their experience with the senior class, because typically the senior class, you know, um, has kind of taken over a leadership responsibility um, in that their final year. And so that's something that had to be kind of talked through. And that began last spring. You know, they kind of, once Megan and Grace and Kelly decided that they were going to come back, that was a conversation that the players had amongst themselves. And I think they've been doing a great job in sharing that leadership responsibility. The experience that Megan and Grace have as far as playing, that's going to be something that we're really going to rely upon. Sure. And just while on the topic of new additions and, and new faces coming in, joining your coaching staff this year is, head, uh, is former head coach of the men's team, Jim Mullins. So he has a lot of coaching experience, both at IC and beyond. How do you think that the addition of Coach Mullins is going to impact your team? And, and what, is, what value does he add to the team? 
Well, the, his knowledge base is just something that is so deep and it's something that, that we've drawn upon already, you know, in this first couple of weeks of practices. And, and the one thing that I, you know, have asked the several of our players, you know, how are you doing with, with coach Mullins? And they've really enjoyed having him around. So he's been nothing but a positive experience for us. Yeah. And then, so looking at a more schedule based type of questions here, does your team have a specific goal for the season? Obviously 2019, 2018, you have consecutive Liberty league championships under your belt. How far do you think this team can go Is Liberty league championship, your goal, or do you think this team can go further? Well, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, we all, you know, want to, you know, put our name on that plaque for a third consecutive year. And it's one of those things that it's, it's never been done on the women's side in the Liberty league. So that is something that, that the players um, have obviously talked about wanting to do that. Um, but what I've really tried to emphasize to them and encourage them to do is just think about the process that it's going to take to get to that point. Um, because we have to, you know, work with such a large roster and, and blend in so much talent and, and kind of figure out how to accept the roles and play the roles that, that everybody's been um, assigned to. So that's where we're really kind of focusing right now. Um, what happens, you know, as far as wins and losses, that's something that, you know, if we, if we follow through with our, our steps, um, that will take care of itself. Yeah, and sticking on a schedule base here, which aspect of the schedule every season do you look forward to the most? Is it the eventual switch up and out of conference opponents, maybe some new places you get to travel to every season, or is it the Liberty League battles that always need to have some extra spice to them? Every game is, is something that I look forward to, and I think our players do feel the same way um, as well. Um, obviously, there are certain games that, that, you know, I think you can't help but kind of hone in on. You know, and for us, when we get to the Liberty League, it's it's going to be, um, you know, Vassar, who we've seen in the, the championship the last two years. Um, and then for us, I know, in, in thinking about the 1920 season and, and what players are going to be back from that season that we know for sure, St. Lawrence is probably going to be um, a really big game for us. Um, and then as far as the non-league, non-conference schedule, you know, what we look at is, you know, teams that, um, are going to really challenge us um, from, you know, the national perspective and, and a team that's always there, you know, on the national scene is Scranton. So that's something that, you know, I think everybody is, is looking forward to as well. So coach, this is going to be the first time in about two years since your team has played in front of fans and people actually in the, in the gym uh, there with the noise and with the energy. Does, first off, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to this um, at practices right now. That's kind of what the, the, far away future looks like, but um, do, do you think this kind of is going to impact the pace of play for your team? Like having that energy, having the cheering, is that something in the past or that's going to impact your team? I think it's pretty evident that all players like to play in front of fans. Um, so the, the one thing that's going to be really interesting to see is how our players handle those first few minutes of the game when there is, you know, people in the stands and there is noise and, and everything that they haven't experienced in the last two years. So that's going to be a real interesting um, observation on my part. Yeah, and so one final question before we wrap things up here is, for a fan that's maybe just getting engaged with IC women's basketball for the first time or a veteran fan who's, you know, follow along with they have in years past, what's something you want to say to that fan in, in regard to their expectations? Is there any message you want to distribute out to the public? 
um, thanks for you know sticking with us through this this last two years. Um, we are looking forward to presenting a a performance that that you'll be proud of, um, and you know all the support that we've gotten over the years, and um, it's something that we really truly appreciate. Um, and you know whether you like it or not, you're part of the family. You know even if you're just a fan. So um, love having you back, and, and we're really looking forward to having a really great year. All right, Coach Raymond, thank you so much for the time and best of luck throughout the season. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. I appreciate having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Ithaca women's basketball is coming off of a 2019 season where they reached the second round of the NCAA tournament. They open up this season on the road against Hartwick College on November 13th at 7 p.m. And now let's take a look at the upcoming week in Ithaca College athletics. The women's field hockey team hosts the University of Rochester in the semifinals of the Liberty League Championships this Wednesday at 7 p.m. The women's and men's soccer teams will also be playing in their Liberty League Championships, times and locations to be decided. Volleyball will play number three ranked Clarkson University on the road in the semifinals of the Liberty League Tournament this Friday at 6.30 p.m. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk, in which we look towards the basketball season and next week's Liberty League Championships. Be sure to check out at Bombers Radio Net on Twitter for the latest updates regarding our coverage of Ithaca College Athletics. I'm Kyle DeSantis, and have a great rest of your Sunday night. Ithaca Now is coming up next.